Welcome to the Amateur Hour Podcast with Ryan Wozniak and G. Reg Austin. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Amateur Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Wozniak, and unfortunately, this episode we will not have G. Reg. Um, uh, he's dealing with... Uh, some personal stuff don't worry it's not covid related everything is fine with him um last time we joined you guys was probably in march right before the pandemic started and uh we kind of updated you on what was going on greg was going through um some illness stuff and uh uh found out he had to have another surgery asap so um t's and p's out to him with that uh he also uh, I had a friend pass away, so it's been a rough couple days. So he's going to join us in another episode soon. I thought I was going to be rolling solo this uh, episode, but I've got a special guest. And when we started this podcast, I didn't realize that a special guest like this would end up on the podcast. Just because it's, you know, sports and man stuff and all that. But here we are. A little over a year or so later, and my wonderful, beautiful wife, Julia, has joined us. That's right. I'm here. And also, I would just like to point out that sports are not just manly, okay? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that sports are manly. I'm just saying, like, our podcast is very manly stuff. Yeah, you know. So, she's joining us. Surprise! Surprise! The sports wife is here. You know, she's been saying for a long time that she wanted to do this. I thought she was just getting around, but apparently she's she's dead serious. Um, it's the first time she's hearing her own voice, I think, on, on anything like this, too. So how's that feel? Yeah, you know, it's funny because back when I was like 13 or 14, I had this karaoke machine and me and my friend Jessica would just sit around and like, you know, talk and stuff through it and we actually recorded it i feel like we had an og podcast before podcasts were a thing do you have a recording of this somewhere probably oh we need to find this. no we definitely do not i mean i'm sure it's fascinating stuff but it should stay wherever it is it's on some cassette tape you know throwback cassettes yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i had a cassette player yeah that's good most of us have well except now not so much no it's true but now, anyway as so I since then yeah well as i mentioned i've i'm used to my voice only because of the fact that i did radio in college and then we've been doing this for a while so it doesn't doesn't phase me at all but yeah you do sound a little different i mean uh, you don't sound different to me but you'll sound different to yourself yeah yeah that's okay though yeah we'll get there so are you excited to do this Sure. I mean, you know, it's not like I'm claiming to know everything about sports, and you'll probably inform me of most of this stuff for the first time ever, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's jump in. Okay. All right, so let's talk baseball. Um, here we are. It is August 1st. And, well, 
Baseball is just a weekend of the season. It was slated to start on my birthday, March 26th. Yeah, RIP. Yeah, we were supposed to actually be at opening day, so that was fun. Happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of the pandemic, obviously nothing started on time, and so it got fast-forwarded to July 60-game season. Um, interdivisional across the different leagues. So you're looking at... Um, for those who haven't been following baseball at all, or have you been living under a rock for the yeah. last three or, months? you know, you've just been quarantined, not looking at anything. Right. So you're looking at a 40-game divisional series um, throughout the season, 10 games against all of your opponents, and then 20 games against the rival league division. So, for example, the AL Central is facing the NL Central, AL East versus the NL East, and then the AL West versus the NL West. So, needless to say, a lot on the line every game. It's been weird because we go to having no fans in the stands, cardboard cutouts. Um, just a, a weird experience, right? So, everything is fine with that. But um, the only other thing that's going on at all is, I mean, well, Patrick Mahomes signed a $500 million contract. And so what did he do with his first purchase after his new contract? He um, became minority owner of the Royals. So that's really been the only thing that's going on in baseball. I mean, there's, <laughs> right, there's, there's, yeah. th- there's nothing else to Nothing t- else comes to um, mind. Baseball is a hot mess. And it all has to do with the Miami Marlins. They uh, they don't know what they're doing. So, they haven't played baseball all week. And they have 18 players that are COVID-19 positive. Now, Which is what percentage of their team? A vast majority. So, we're wow. sitting at 30-man rosters right now. With a quote-unquote taxi squad is what they call it. And they are in another nearby city, depending on uh, where your team is located, usually in a suburb or a nearby city, whatever. And if you have 30 people on an active roster and 18 of those are infected, that's not a good thing. So Major League Baseball says, all right, everybody, you need to get your act together. Otherwise, we're closing down shop. Rob Maverick said yesterday that Major League Baseball could end up canceling the season as early as Monday if players don't start taking this seriously. Now, we've all been speculating all week why the Marlins have been falling ill. Um, But the thing is, they haven't caught it from another team. They were around the Phillies, and apparently they have false positives, so they're fine. People are thinking, well, maybe they caught it somewhere. So is it a pilot? Is it a flight attendant on the team plane? Uh, Is it a bus driver? Like, none of these other teams are getting ill. So they're trying to just contact trace this out. No. Well, come to find out, the culprit, I guess, if you want to call it that in this situation, is... The weekend before the season started, they were in Atlanta. And, well, guess what? A couple players decided to go out. (sighs) And this is why we can't have nice things. Seriously. So, um, we don't have a lot of the details. 
but we're looking at like a hotel bar, a bar bar, whatever it is. Um, but that's why the commissioner is saying the players need to take this more seriously. So it's up to the players. Um, Do you want to play baseball? I, I or, would like to see baseball. I mean, me too. But the fact that we're dealing with this a week into the season, and actually with the Marlins start, you know, coming down with the virus was a few days after. It's not a good look. Now, in theory, it's been contained in the East. You know, as I said, everybody's playing in their section of the country. Nobody's crossing. But it was announced yesterday that the Cardinals players are starting to test positive now. So who's messing up in St. Louis? Um, due to team policies in Major League Baseball, they're not technically um, you know, required to let you know who's got it. They just you know go on this injury list and... They have a mystery illness, I guess, right? Same it happened with the White Sox, with Moncada. He he had it, but they never publicly said that he had it. Until he came out and said that he had had it. Yes. Right. So, um, you know, all we know is it was two pitchers. That's what we were, the rumor is. But they announced today four to six more players have it. So, um... You know, people need to get this under control. Otherwise, we're not going to have baseball. Could be as early as Monday. Now, baseball didn't want to do the bubble idea. Well, maybe was that a bright idea? We don't know. But let's look at the numbers. The COVID testing results from this last week. Number of samples, just under 12,000. 29 new positive cases. So that's 0.2% positivity rate. Now your average state that's doing well, like Illinois, is around 4%. So obviously it's way down compared to an average for a state or a city. That's doing well anyways. Um, 20 positive cases were players, 9 were staff members. 21 out of those 29 were from one club. Okay, we already know that's from Miami. It's a hot mess down there. Um, other 29 clubs had eight positives, which included two players, one alternate site player that one of those taxi squad players, uh, and five staff members. So, like I said, there's been postponements of games all week. Now, should they have done a bubble situation? Yeah, they could have. Yes. Or, you know, have that a bubble for each city where it's like one once you get to that city you're there and you're you're on the 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 campus or whatever so yeah you can still travel back and forth but you know keep your exposure very limited but i feel like the travel situation is where you get in trouble here like you look at like the nba for instance and they're just in one location like of course they have a couple different courts right well yeah we're gonna talk about that well yeah but i'm just you know for comparison's sake why didn't they choose to do that is kind of beyond me because i feel like when you start introducing the more places the more trouble you're gonna have keeping people away from things they shouldn't be doing well i mean that's true so you know, and plus baseball, they took their sweet time to get this figured out as That's well. That's true. That's you know, they true. couldn't come into it in agreements. You know, first we were going to play 100 games, and then it was 80 games, and then it was going to be 75, and then we got to, you know, 
the end of June and it was finally like, oh, I guess we're doing 60. And so, but I mean, in, in comparison's sake about how we couldn't get this figured out, Canada kicked out the Blue Jays, mm. you know? Like three days before they were supposed to start. Right, too. right. Like three days before they were supposed to start. The Canadian government was like, you know what? We can see that baseball is going to be a hot mess. Now we're good. And so they said, if you want to play, you got to go play somewhere in America. So, you know, Toronto at first was like, all right, we'll go play in Buffalo because we have a AAA affiliate there. We can go play there. That's easy. Well, that was still trying to be worked out. And then the Pirates were like, hey, why don't you come play with us at PNC Park? They were all about it. And then the Pennsylvania government was like, "Mm, no, let's not do that. And then Baltimore did the same thing. They were going to go play with the Orioles. Um, and then that didn't work out. And then so so then um, they decided to go ahead with the Buffalo thing. Now, like Julia said, it was like three days before the season started that they announced this was going to be happening. So um, they scrambled. They figured it out. Uh, luckily, they had a little bit of a head start where the first leg of their season was going to be on the road. So, um, you know, they might be delayed some some games with all everything that's going on in East, but uh, they are still slated to play in Buffalo. If that actually ends up happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're recording this on Saturday. Um, you know, by Monday, if you're listening to this, this might be old news. So um, I guess we'll see about that. <laughs> Now, another thing that Major League Baseball announced starting today is that any doubleheaders that are being played, whether it be for rainouts or for, you know, post moments because of the virus, um, these doubleheaders are going to only be seven innings. So, Hmm. you know, we do have the extra runner on base starting the 10th inning. That's been in play for a couple games so far. Feedback has been semi-positive. Um, but yeah, this, this doubleheader thing is something announced that just literally yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before. So this will be something interesting to see if um, if this will work out. The average length of a game so far this season has been three hours and nine minutes. So maybe this is a nice thing because, you know, I've been to plenty of doubleheader games no. And I've been to doubleheader games that were in extra innings. You're at the ballpark for a long time. Especially if both games go into extra right, innings. Right, which I've actually had that happen before. Yeah. And that's a long time to be at the ballpark. Now, you know, but you're there, though. Don't get me wrong. Love being at the ballpark. But, Miss being at the ballpark. No, no. But, <laughs> but but if you're watching the games at home, yeah. and now you're committing six hours of your life, that's a long time to be sitting there watching baseball. So... We slow it down a little bit, you know, looking at more like four hours, five hours for doubleheader. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it'll be interesting. I don't know that I can have an opinion on it until I actually see one of the seven inning games. I I don't know. I think I'm a little torn. I feel like the timing of it will be nice, but I feel like I'll feel a little incomplete watching a game that only goes seven innings. Well, because you're you're trained to it, think that you still have right. two more innings, and that, that that makes me wonder like how the the player's going to feel, right? Because right. it's the same situation where you know you're playing in the sixth, and you're like, oh yeah, I still got a couple more innings to get this figured out, right? 
Except you don't. Except you don't. I will say, though, um, a lot of the teams, you know, obviously being White Sox fans, we were watching the Sox games, but, you know, before the season started, they had all those, like, scrimmage games, whatever you want to call them, and they didn't even keep track of, like, outs. Like, some innings you had two outs, some you had three, some you had five outs before the next inning came, so there wasn't really any scorekeeping in that sense, but I actually really liked those kind of games in that aspect just because you got to kind of see everyone in like their own little element. Um, now, I guess when it's a real game, maybe I'll feel differently about that, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. To be determined how I feel about this. Yeah, now don't get me wrong. I mean, they can still have extra innings. So like In the seven-inning yes, games? Yes, So, I mean, say... say you know, if, if they're tied in seven yeah, innings. Then you still... So, say you're tied after seven... You'll play an eighth inning, and then it could continue, but like it's standards, it's going to be the seven. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yep. So coming up next here, we're going to go and talk about um, that bubble life and and the NBA and NHL. That bubble life. I mean, we've all been kind of living a bubble bubble life, but um, we're going to jump into that and we'll bubble life. Bubble, bubble, bubble life. <laughs> Remember that song? <laughs> I do. Oh, so we'll uh, be right back. I don't even know what to say at this point. We'll be right back and uh, we'll, we'll talk uh, basketball and hockey. So another good thing about the bubble life is, you know, the testing. As we mentioned, hot mess in Major League Baseball. But... The bubbles are contained, no matter if it's been basketball, hockey. Uh, MLS, I forgot to mention, is also um, in Orlando doing their thing before NBA started. Um, but think of it this way. NBA, since July 13th, zero positive tests. Congratulations. That's really good. That is great. NHL, zero positive tests. Among almost 4,300 test results in a seven-day span from July 18th to the 25th. Has anyone from the NHL been sent to quarantine? Yes. Now, not since everybody's arrived, right? Because just like all the other sports. From like their intake test. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. So there were still people that tested positive. Oh, well, yeah. That's going to happen. But since entering, they've just, it's been smushed. And even MLS, same idea. Zero positive tests in the last nine major rounds of testing. Nine rounds? Yes. How often do they do a round? I, I would assume it's probably maybe every couple days, my guess. So the bubble life works. Baseball should have thought of that and then uh we're gonna talk about here in a little bit um about football and and uh you know what they're going to be potentially doing bubble life. Bubble, bubble, bubble life. i was waiting for you to start singing your song again i just uh, did just not singing i whispered yeah <laughs> you did Oh, this is what you get when Greg, you ask your wife to come on the show. Greg, are you there? Hello. Hey. I'm just kidding. Shout out to you, Greg, though. Yeah. I hope you're doing okay. So we've all been kind of living this bubble life for the last few months, depending on where you live, obviously. 
um, staying at home, working from home, not going places, eating at home, all that fun stuff, right? So, you know, the NBA and the NHL, I think they got it figured out. You know, the whole let's get everybody in one place, or in the case of hockey, two places. And let's play our season and hope for the best, unlike baseball, as we just previously talked about. <laughs> so the way it's happening in the, in the NBA is one central campus in Orlando, the ESPN Wide World of Sports. All 22 teams that are going to be making the playoff run are involved. They're doing like a different kind of playoff seating where they're doing these seating games where they're going to finish off the remainder of the regular season. And then um, if the teams that are in eighth and ninth are within four games of each other, they'll have like these mini playoffs that will start and then we'll get into the regular playoffs. Hockey, two hub cities. So they're playing in Toronto and Edmonton. That started today. They're doing qualifying playoffs, as they call them, qualifiers, where they've actually got 12 seeds per conference uh, compared to the normal eight. And they're doing these play-in games. So, uh, you know, a five versus a 12 and so forth and so on, where it's going to be a best out of five series. And then once those seeds are done, then the actual playoffs will start. So you could be... A 12 seed, like for instance, the Blackhawks are a 12 seed playing the Edmonton Oilers, who's a five seed. The Blackhawks could technically end up in the playoffs if they upset Edmonton in this first qualifying round. But, okay. Here we go. Sports wife got the questions. (laughs) So that means these are all best of five, you say? Or is it just like one and done? No, no. These these are best of five. Okay, so it's like March Madness without like the extra, like, intensity because it's only one game. You get possibly five chances to qualify to move to the next round. Basically, whoever wins three, yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So, like Math. I said, you get the the top four seeds are obviously in the playoffs, and they're just doing this five through twelve thing. Mm-hmm. And then those teams will fight for those last four playoff spots. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> Pretend I followed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lay it on me one more time. All right. So you got 12 seeds in each conference. Yes. Okay. Got it. The top four seeds of each conference yep. are doing this like round robin, like they just play for position. They're okay. automatically in. Those four teams are automatically in. Yeah, but they have to play for which seed they'll be. Right. Cool. Five through 12, on the other hand. Yes. Play each other in these best of five series. Yes. Which will determine seeds five through eight. Okay. So, in theory, you could be, like we said, that 12 seed. Mm-hmm. Upset the five, that five seed's done. Right. Cause so, so there's essentially four of those teams that aren't going to make any sort of playoff <clears throat> game. That is correct. Okay. I get it. I'm with you now. But, you know, as we said, you know, the bubble life, you're, once you get into the bubble, you're supposed to stay there, obviously. Um, you can leave for emergency issues, like it's happened already in basketball, where 
several players have left because of family emergencies, stuff like that. Uh, Zion Williamson, Patrick Beverly, and then there's Lou Williams. So, Lou. Even even the sports wife knows about Lou. So basically what it comes down to is Lou left the bubble because he did have a family emergency. Well, he decided to stop off for a special um, appearance at Magic City. So Magic City, for you that don't know, which I don't know because I've never been to Magic City. Same. But apparently they've got great wings. Yeah. So so the story is. <laughs> so I've heard. Yes. So, so here's the story behind this. So Williams left the bubble in Orlando to attend to a family matter. And then shortly after... He left the bubble. There was a photo that came out um, showing him at Magic City, which is a, I mean, however you want to call it, a gentleman's club, strip club, you know, whatever you want to call it. Well, this photo came out showing him there. Now, once he returned to the bubble, the NBA said, okay, you got a 14-day quarantine, which is the protocol if you leave and, you, you know, just to make sure you're not catching anything. So the story is he went there to get the wings and apparently magic city is known not only for their strip club but also for their kitchen uh and you know that's normal right (laughs) well i mean i'm I'm gonna be honest if if you know i'm not gonna eat at a strip club because that just sounds weird to me it just isn't something i would think of doing while i was at a strip club but Lou is a regular at this place. Okay. He's got his own flavor of wings on the menu. No kidding. Yes, he what does. What flavor is it? What? <laughs> I am fascinated. <laughs> it's it's the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. Okay, but lemon pepper is the shit, so I'm not even mad at him right now. Well, and you know what? I've seen the photos, and this food looks phenomenal. All right, fine. But, I did see a picture of like the menu, and yes. even their menu like looks good. It looks like a real, legit restaurant menu. Right. It's it's very ex- extensive. It is. Yes. Yeah. So that was the story. Well, now it's coming out that he was not just there for the food. Oh, I'm shocked. But yes, uh, he did get some entertainment while he was there. I mean, this is shocking to no one, yeah, I feel like, I right? Right? So, there's a statement that came out, and I think the statement's on Instagram or whatever, but there was one of the dancers. Her name was Aries. Wonderful sign, by the way. I, I am an Aries, but... Yeah. Yeah. Aquarius here. Sorry. Guys, if you can only see the look on her face when I'm saying this stuff, she's just... Yeah. Anyways, so, <laughs> we got Aries here. She, and this is the this is the story here. So she danced last week for Williams, who I mentioned is a regular at the, at the club. After placing his order, so he was waiting for his food, and he was like, "Yep, gonna go get my entertainment on." Right? Well, um, as one does. Aries said that she started her shift from she was there from three to nine. She saw him, uh, you know, did her little dance and all that kind of stuff for him. Uh, said that she was one of a few dancers who performed for him. But a few. A few. Okay. Keeping a six-foot distance. So at least they were socially distancing. That's responsible. Were they wearing masks? We don't know. 
mean, were they socially distancing, though? I mean... Right. Now, she, she came out and apologized. She didn't want all the attention, all that stuff. Well, I mean, like, let's be real. She's just doing her job. Like, get a girl. Yes. Yes, get a girl. <laughs> that is a phrase that's never been um, spoken on this podcast before but yes there, get it girl you know new things happen every day so she was one of the few <laughs> dancers and uh she came out with a statement because she felt bad uh she didn't want to be a part of it but she's like apologizing and all that kind of stuff so you know what it's it's fine lou should have just told the truth i mean he did he did he's he said i got the wings but then that was it but, <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i got the rona <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, he, his test turned up negative, so he does That's not good. have the Rona. That's, That's good. He great. should be rejoining the Clippers, which uh, uh, I'm sure they could definitely use his help. He uh, was averaging 18.6 points per game before the shutdown occurred. Any other thoughts about Lou or the Magic City or the Wings? Um, You know, everybody is talking about these Wings, so I'm kind of, I guess, just a little curious. They must be amazing so props to magic city for the bomb wings so have you seen a picture of the wings i have not well i'm not i'm gonna show her a picture these are the wings wow okay those first of all these are big wings (laughs) i mean go hard they do look pretty dang good i'm not gonna lie now I'm a little hungry again. So was it worth it, Lou? Must have been. I mean, he did it. It happened. He did it. <laughs> they do look good, though. Yeah. I can't lie. All right, so that's a wrap on basketball and hockey. Didn't have much to talk about for hockey, but that's fine. We're we're trying to just keep it opinionated and well i mean to be fair the hockey team that we follow is useless right now so i'm not really paying a whole lot of attention to that i will say that the first game well not their first game but the first one that we have seen started just a little while ago and the tv was on and i feel like that's the first time i've seen an empty stadium and it's actually like struck me that the stadium is empty (laughs) so that's a little interesting but you know, I hope Mind everybody you, has been a watching great time. Baseball for two weeks, and she didn't have this okay, revelation. But I'm, I guess, for baseball, it's not unusual to see some sections or whatever that just, you know, for whatever reason, are less populated than other sections. Where, like, I feel like hockey games always are like almost full. Maybe that's just like a magic trick that the TV does, but. <laughs> Anyways, it was very noticeable. The end. Come for the wings. Stay for the hockey commentary. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. I'm super good at it. So coming up next, we'll talk football. NFL. Are they ready to do all this stuff that everybody else is dealing with? And college football. We're three weeks away from college football starting. No, we're not. We'll be right back. All right, sports wife. Yes. Enjoying yourself? Of course. 
That's great. Let's talk football. Okay. You love football. I do. So we talked about baseball. Hot mess. Hot mess express. All aboard. Uh, basketball and hockey doing things right now. Football. It's around the corner. It is the beginning of August. That means college football starting in mere weeks. And the NFL season slated to start just over a month from now. The question is, are we going to get there? I mean, as a society, maybe. Um, but, the mm. sto- but the sports in general, I don't know. We will see. Um, something that came out this afternoon uh, is one of the highest profiled players in the NFL is now on the COVID list. And the Detroit Lions announced earlier today that Matthew Stafford is on the team's COVID list. Oh, no. Now, there is still some confusion on what's going on because this is, to my knowledge, this is the, this is the list that somebody goes on when they have it, right? Because um, you've had players that are opting out because of various reasons. Um, so there's a little bit of confusion, you know, is, is he okay? Is he just, is he opting out because of his wife had all that, you know, um, stuff going on in the last couple of years. But I, to my knowledge, this is Matthew Stafford is, uh, on the list. There's a few other players that have tested positive that are on the COVID list. Um, no notable names, Unless you play deep dynasty fantasy football like (laughs) me and my friends. But I didn't even recognize a couple of names. And as I mentioned, there's the opt-out, right? So there are several players from different teams that are opting out for various reasons. Um, No other notable guys you're not going to see. You know, Patrick Mahomes or Drew Brees or Tom Brady, anybody opting out because, you know, most of the players that are opting out are going to be players that aren't making $11 billion per season. But there are some rumblings going around that something is up in New England. Now, shocker, Mm. never have any controversy in New England. Mm. Um, Just to let everybody know, uh, we are Colts fans, so you give us a reason to hate New England, and and we're there. We actually don't need a reason. No, it just is a thing. It is a thing. So now this could be a wild coincidence, or Bill is up to something. There have been seven players on the Patriots opt out. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Like notable people or just like random? I mean, there's been some notable. Um, you know, one of the running backs, Brandon Bolden, uh, Patrick Chung, uh, Dante Hightower. You know, some major players, but seven altogether. The reason I bring this up is because, you know, and like I said, maybe I've been sitting here with my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> But call me crazy. Now, I'm going to explain a situation. You're crazy. I, I, well, mm-hmm. We already know what I am. It's fine. It's true. Um, but hear me out on this. So the season, obviously in turmoil. We don't know if it's going to be played. It's going to be a hot mess. But the Patriots just lost Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. 
Womp womp. Gronk comes out of retirement, goes to Tampa Bay. Womp womp. So their team is already going to be a little worse than they were last year. They did pick up Cam Newton on a, on a one-year contract. We'll see how that works out. I think that Cam will be fine. He's been a little bit underrated the last half season or so. Um, but hear me out on this. So say the Patriots decide to tank. Okay? Yep. 2021 NFL Draft. The expected number one player off the board would be Clemson's quarterback. Oh, no. Don't even finish your sentence. I can't live like this. Trevor Lawrence. Jesus, man. So, I'm just saying, do you want to wear one of my tinfoil hats, yes, too? Yes, I have it on already, actually. It's very it looks, beautiful. looks good on you. Thank you. I so, think you might you might be onto something here. That sounds like such a New England thing to do, right? I'm I'm just saying like it's there's there's crazier things that have happened. Literally. But I just think that it's just way too ironic. Bill's up to no good. And it's funny is Adam Schefter actually tweeted out the other day that he had talked to another NFL executive and that guy said the same thing. He goes, it wouldn't, he goes, it wouldn't put it past me. Like, I expect them to do something like that. It would be so New England of them. But now this is, this is another point though. They would, okay, if they're going to be finishing in last place in the league, right? Okay. That's going to be hard to do because there are some really, really crappy teams in the <laughs> NFL. There are some really bad teams right now. Now, and even, dip- in, even in their division too, right? You're talking about finishing last in that division when you when you have to fight for last place with the Jets and the Dolphins. So you're oh. going to finish worse than them. Like I mean, you have to actively, actively try. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, just throwing that out there. I think that's just really, really coincidental. I'm, I think we're swimming in the same canoe. You can't swim in canoes. <laughs> No, no, you can't. You can, you can. You could row. We're rowing in the same canoe. Yeah. Sitting, rowing. Or just in the same boat. Floating. Sure. I mean, you don't have to get all crazy. Fine. Boats. Okay. <laughs> same boat. I'm glad that you agree with me. That no, this that is, is just truly weird. like, if you could name something outlandish. And be like, yes, this is something that exactly they would do. It's that. Like, I, it would not shock me at all. I don't think it would shock anyone, to be honest with you. Filming opposing sidelines. Deflating footballs. No. No. No shadiness whatsoever. No. We don't despise them at all. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, w- let us know what your opinion is. Um... You know, do you think New England's up to no good? Are we just going crazy? Like, have we been in quarantine too long? <laughs> let, let us let us know what you guys are thinking. Uh, you can tweet us uh, at the AHPod or just tag us in any kind of tweets. Hashtag AHPod. Or, as we mentioned before, you can leave us messages on the Anchor platform. Leave us a voicemail. And uh, depending on what you say, if you're appropriate enough, maybe we'll put it into the 
upcoming episodes. But let us know what you think. All right, moving on to college football. As I said, we're weeks away. Can you believe college football literally this month? I don't believe it for a second. I'm sorry. Well, because it also feels like it's the 149th day of March. True. But, I mean, colleges don't even have a way to get their students back on campus figured out yet. I don't understand how we're about to try to start football for them. Like, truly, I don't. I just don't see it happening. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. No, no one knows. No. What the heck? We do know this, though, that some of the major colleges uh, have decided to um, figure out a plan for scheduling. Now, this all started with the Big Ten. They announced that they were going to be switching uh, their schedule to a 10-game in-conference schedule, so no non-conference games. And then soon after that, Um, The Pac-12 announced they were doing the same thing. SEC said the same thing, and most notably the ACC as well. So, I mean, that's a good thing, less traveling. Yeah, but, I mean, the problem is with college football specifically, trying to get these teams to play against each other, even in the same conference, you lose the aspect of a bubble. Like, you can't do that if these kids are also going to school, right? So yeah, it's true. I'll be really interested to see how they figure they're going to make that work, I guess. Well, you know, some conferences are more geographically set up for that, right? Big Ten is not. No, because <laughs> Maryland. Hello. I mean, you go as far west as Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And you're going, like you said, as far east as... as uh, New York and, and Washington, D.C. area. So right. it's, a, it's a big range to be flying around. It's not like in baseball where you're just going in your little divisional region. Like within two-hour drive type things. So I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, for health and safety, uh, both LSU and Texas debuted what their helmets will look like this year. They have the visors. Oh, that's a good idea. But they also have like a, a, like a extra, face one yeah, that okay. goes across the front. Uh, so we'll see if there's any other schools that follow that. But two two major powerhouses in college football. Oh my God, it's the end of the regular football helmet as we know it. It's going to change forever, I bet. Forever. Forever. So the national champion uh, LSU Tigers are among a couple of those schools that have uh, redesigned their helmets. Getting back to the scheduling, so as I said, your major power conferences that are all deciding on doing these 10-game schedules, including the ACC, who is doing a 10-game schedule plus one non-conference. But I think you have to play your non-conference game in-state, so that's going to eliminate traveling. Now, without having to travel, I don't know if that's going to eliminate a little bit of the risk for that non-conference game, but... um, you know, with all these big conferences announcing that they're just playing each other and nobody else, that kind of left one team out of the loop. Gee, I wonder who it could be. <laughs> so that would be Notre Dame. Um, you know, they're known for just kind of cherry picking whoever they want out of conferences, yeah. right? So it's like a little bit, you know, it, it's like when you go to that 
restaurant you're like i want a little bit of this i want a little bit of that right Mm -hmm. it's like oh well i want to play a la carte yeah (laughs) that's the word i was thinking of i couldn't figure out right this is why i'm here for fancy words yes Mm -hmm. so we're looking at like oh i'll take a little pack 12 i'll take a little big 10 i'll take a little bit of acc and we'll sprinkle in some sec or something right and then maybe what we'll do is we'll we'll pick a uh school from the WAC or the, you know, Mountain West Conference, you know, will they they play New Mexico and Nevada. Obviously, they'll play like Navy and stuff too. But with all these conferences kind of playing inside, that leaves them on the outside. So um, the ACC said to Notre Dame, I'll tell you what, we'll let you in for one year and then you can join us. You can play our conference schedule. Now, Notre Dame... Outside of football, he is affiliated with the ACC on all their sports. I think except for lacrosse and hockey, they play the Big Ten. I really don't understand how Notre Dame works. Like, truthfully, it boggles my mind. How are you just, like, randomly in whatever conference you want to be in? Just do whatever you sport? want. Yeah. Like, I don't understand yeah. that. Anyway, I digress. So, so independent of football. So, now, there's... Probably many reasons why they never decided to join a conference. They were originally going to join the Big Ten. Um, Which would honestly kind of make sense for them to be in. Well, they they were going to do that early in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Um, around the time that uh, that Penn State went in, that they decided not to do that, and they remained uh, independent. Then, like, it was the Big East. Uh, all their sports were in, and they still did not join the Big East. Um, for football, which didn't really make any sense because they're all smaller schools, anyways, like UConn and Villanova. Like, you're not, Notre Dame's not going to play them in football. That doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, I guess. Um, but now with the ACC, similar situation, right? They don't, they don't, they play an ACC type schedule. So, most of their games these days are ACC. But, like I said, without, you know, like you add in like a Michigan State or, or USC or whatever or Michigan. Well, so now, um, as I said, ACC is like, all right, Notre Dame, you can join us for the season and play the schedule. Uh, they'll be eligible for the ACC championship. Um, so that's interesting. But the, here's the thing. When it comes to the business of college football, the main reason, this is like the biggest elephant in the room. The main reason that Notre Dame doesn't join a conference is because of the revenue that's generated off of college football, whether it be from TV or, or all the other revenue streams because if they're an independent they don't have to share this money with anybody now one of the things when you join a conference is you have to share with everybody so uh, for instance let's talk about like big 10 right you know you've got your powerhouses you've got your ohio state you've got your michigan all those schools that like are cash cows for the conference and all this tv money on espn and fox and whatnot you know, this is all shared equally, even though they're bringing in all the money, it's shared equally uh, with everybody else. And we appreciate that. Uh, yes. As as an IU fan, you definitely... We really appreciate that, friends. Thanks, because we suck. <laughs> but I love you. Go Hoosiers. Yes. So, go Hoosiers, right? Um, so, basically, you know, all these cash cows are splitting the money with... All these other teams that aren't that great. So, like I said, Michigan, Ohio State, raking all the dough. And then you got Rutgers just playing for funsies, you know? 
Yeah, just just here participation medals. They're just here collecting the checks because that's the other thing too. It's like it's it's the TV revenue. It's it's the money that you get from the bowl games. You know, all that stuff. That's all shared. Well, now that Notre Dame is joining the ACC, guess what? They have to play by the rules and they have to share. And these other teams are going to be happy. Imagine like Wake Forest or NC State. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Because now you're getting a chunk of that NBC money. And they've had this exclusive deal with NBC for over 20 years. We're actually almost coming up about 30 years at this point. Where they've been raking in the dough and they're not sharing that with anybody. And all these other schools now we get to share in it for one year at least. As long as we all get our stuff together and uh, you know, we make it to 2021 for an actual full college football season. So that's going to be interesting to see um, how that all pans out. But what are your thoughts on all that? I mean, good for the ACC schools. Get that dough. Get that money. I mean, they already have their own network. So I, mean, I mean, yeah. No one's saying that they're, like, broke. But, I mean, Notre Dame football, it's no secret. Like, they bring in some cash. Like, it'll be interesting I agree to see how that all works out and to see if they stay that way. You know, if they decide like, oh, this has kind of been great for us. Let's just stay in the ACC. I mean, literally, I have no money on that happening. But the only reason that they would stay in future seasons if they won it this year. Well, if they if they don't win the ACC, then they're not. Goodbye. (laughs) Because they have to get through Clemson, among other teams. Yeah, And the way they're doing in the ACC, which I'm not sure off the top of my head how they're doing at the other conferences, but for the ACC, it's all, everybody's playing in one division. So you're not getting like a coastal conference or a coastal division and, and like, you know, all that where like an East versus West type thing, everybody's in the, in one division. So you're going the top two teams off of winning percentage. Mm-hmm. So be very competitive. Good. That's the best kind, right? Everybody I mean, loves. sports. Yeah. Hashtag sports. Hashtag sports. You know what other hashtags are cool? What? AHPod. So let us know what you guys think. Uh, college football. Do you think uh, the ACC should let them hang around a little bit longer? What are you thinking about the uh, other game schedule? Are you ready? Do you think we're actually going to get a season off three weeks from now? Um, let us know. Drop us a note on Twitter. Tweet at us, or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app. We would love to hear from you guys and uh, find out what you think, all right? All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. Um, So you, you did it. You made it. I did it. I had thoughts. I knew things. It's been great. Thanks for having me. I mean, that's the least I can do. It's always awkward to do a podcast by yourself because it's like, you know, you try to make jokes, but then you're like, damn, I'm the only one listening. It's kind of. And it's awkward if I laugh at my own jokes. Yeah, right? No, it's Mm. nice. Uh, We kind of talked about it for a while just for funsies and uh, no better way to bring you on when uh when there's a need right exactly yeah so any other, any other final thoughts um well 
I hope that football can get it together. I hope that MLB can keep it together because I need baseball in my life. Um, also, I will note that I was watching the news when I got home today. Oh. And they were talking about how people are now training dogs to, um, like, sniff people and see if they have COVID. So, like... So, so kind of like the, the drug thing. Correct. Okay. Except instead of searching for drugs, they're searching for people that are currently infected with COVID. So they were talking about how that could possibly be used in big crowd situations. So say we get to a point where we're finally able to like open up stadiums and go to games again to get in, they would have like the dog there and they could in real time figure out if you have it. And if you do, they obviously wouldn't let you in. But how how do they know what it smells like? I am unsure. I didn't get... I came in kind of like... What what does COVID smell like? (laughs) I came in kind of in the middle of the story, so I didn't actually catch that part. But, I mean, they were at the point where the dogs were correctly picking the scent of the COVID-positive case, like, basically every time. So then after that, they were going to start testing it. Like, they would have a person with COVID wear, like, a shirt or something overnight and then put that shirt in a bag and use that. Um, they would start using the sweat, I guess, to, to um, decipher whether someone had COVID or not. I don't know. But it was really interesting. I kind of feel like I want to go back and find the story and watch the whole thing. But interesting. I feel like that's kind of a really smart idea if they can get figure it, it out yeah right like if you can train the dogs to do it they said that i mean you know dogs have this sense like a million times better than ours so they can smell the most random things but interesting see you know we should do these like fun fact segments yeah. right after fun fact yeah that's that's great well, once again, I appreciate you coming on. Glad you enjoyed yourself. We should do this more often. Yeah. Maybe we can convince Greg to bring you on full time. I don't know. Yeah, you know. Even if not, it's been fun. Yeah. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah. Thanks. I, you know, I'm doing a lot these days. Thanks, thanks for bringing your expertise. Oh, you know. So experienced. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about bowling sometime. Yes, we should. We should have talked about that today. She's a really good bowler. They're doing a great job in the PBA, just so you know, of doing all the social distancing and carrying on events. We've You have watched a few of them with me, actually. I have. I, I miss bowling. Me too. Someday. Someday. Yep. So remember, if you want football, wear a damn mask. We, we, we don't get political on this show. All I'll say is just wear your damn mask. I mean, it's not a political thing. Scientific. It's true. There it is. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This uh, has been a very special episode of the Amateur Hour podcast. Um, as we always say, keep the conversation going online. You can send us a tweet at the AHpod or hashtag AHpod. And... Always feel free to leave us a voicemail on the Anchor app. We could always put your voicemail on the air if you got something fun to say that isn't too out there. Um, or if you have any show suggestions, feedback is always appreciated. 
or if you just want to share a little nugget with us we love those messages as well so thanks again and uh take care of yourselves take care of everybody else around you and we will see you next time Thanks for listening to another episode of the Amateur Hour Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Twitter at the AHPod. Join the conversation with hashtag AHPod. We'll see you next time.